Oh, hello everyone. Welcome back to the podcast, One Man, One Tree and a Hill. I'm your host, two-time wrestling champion, Jared Waters. And we're just happy for you guys to dial on in and sign on up, I guess. This podcast is sponsored by Old Hillside, excuse me, Old Hillside Bourbon Company. If you don't know, Old Hillside Bourbon Company was a company created out of love for bourbon. Bourbon is a type of drink of alcohol and friendship and camaraderie. The idea of quality time, great conversation, enjoying your spirits brought to you this team together. Our vision is fueled by optimism integrity and a sense of responsibility to build a successful household of bourbon brand they're talking about alcohol folks that bring people together and cherish our love our story is unique our collective group of individuals of different career backgrounds that is our strength and we are able to apply the professional experience to provide our unmatched services to our customers and if you like a sweatshirt you can uh excuse me you can use the promo code o-m-o-a-t-h and that is one man one tree and he'll abbreviate it and that's how you get 10 percent off on a sweatshirt okay folks let's uh, dive in <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's how my uh <laughs> that's how my dentist that's how my dentist my dentist is from i think he's from west virginia west virginia he's the old country man he said well jared let me look at them teeth he said golly you gotta start flossing them gums buddy you're bleeding in the back that's the worst thing when you go to the dentist right and they you try to lie a little bit to be like how, do you floss i said yeah i floss about four times a day Oh, yeah, and they just ask you that question so they know what type of blood they're getting into. And since, like, ooh, oh, you do not floss three times a day, buddy. Oh, my God. You, oh, he spit, please? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got a lot of cousins that talk like that. But welcome back to the podcast, One Man, One Trina Hill. Uh, shout out to everybody who've uh, tons, tons, tons of emails about my dear friend, Scotty Tuhati, a.k.a. Scott Monahan. And ladies and gentlemen, I encourage you to... When his movie comes out, we'll do a movie watch party. I've been knowing Scott. I mean, you know, we're always, you know, we're on the football team together. And uh, we haven't spoken like maybe like 18 years, but, you know, high and by, you know, liking pictures on Facebook. But sometimes chemistry is something you can't build, whatever. It's kind of like what he said about this this place. You were from this place, this town where we spent like over four years together and you just pass on memories i haven't talked to anybody about the movie hook and quoted the movie like that to <laughs> the only people we grew up with so it's kind of amazing how our lives how we're at the same place at the same time was totally two different experiences right and uh, a lot of people just hit me up like man how how brave he was to tell a story and i was like you can only tell your story better than anybody else can you know so uh we want to say shout out to scott monahan and like i said you look at his Instagram. He has provided. People are asking me, does he only fans page? He doesn't. I don't know if he doesn't. But check out his movie when his movie when his movie drops. He's part of an acting family. His sister, she's an actor and director as well. Uh, she has a dope sci-fi movie coming out. The Anchorage is what it's called. And a lot of people ask me like, how did I reach out to him? And we have like a like this team on this podcast. We got producers, and I say this all the time: the best people that can talk about life are the people who've like analyzed life right now. You know, the people who've grown a little bit, you know, sometimes when you look at a mirror and you feel the person on the opposite side of that mirror, you're not ready to tell your story yet because you're not ready to show that person to show who you really are, the growth, the everything else, you know? So shout out to Scott. Uh, we'll, we'll check back in with him and see how he's doing, see if he connects with his pops. We'll see, you know, his mother's remarried. It's just dope just seeing how he was, you know. And sometimes you never know, especially when you're in a football locker room, you never talk about We just talk about, like, hitting people and stuff, and no one had that time to be all like, 
yo, how you really feeling, Scott? Like, we didn't know how to identify. I think a lot of millennials, we didn't know how to identify, like, mental mental things. Like, we didn't know how to, like, emotional questions and stuff like that. We were so tut in that atmosphere to keep everything in, keep everything bottled inside. So now these next generation of kids are very inclined and very more aware of their mental health and know how to reach out and ask questions and stuff like that. So when I have kids, they're definitely going to be more in tune to themselves. So shout out to uh, Scott Monahan. Uh, other news: uh, Donald Trump. They think there's he's been impeached again. Uh, I don't. I I think it's just he has Wednesday. Wednesday, let him go. It's over. It's over. And uh, it's kind of like when you're stuck with a fan base that you don't want. You know. I don't. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's it's funny seeing people get arrested in airports. <gasps> They took me off the flight. I'm off the no-fly list. I'm fighting for all of y'all. Not the black ones, but I'm fighting for all of y'all. We need our rights. So they're just taking people off planes, which is funny. And it's just like, what the, what are you, you broke into a building, of course, and you guys snitched on yourselves. So it's, uh, the country split, but it's just like, uh, I'm going to say this politely. The only thing you're going to miss about Donald Trump of people of color are people being openly openly racist right there's some trump supporters that aren't racist i would say the republicans that aren't racist but there are some trump supporters from these backwoods and these hick towns that really feel you know like you know you putting nooses up you putting auschwitz one one sweatshirt i read it was called a two two w e means two million wasn't enough about like t- treating jewish people bad and stuff like that those people are out there in that world, and a lot of people getting arrested are undercover cops. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? People undercover who secretly don't like other cops. You know, it's like that, man. And that's why I say, like, you never know who has that uniform on, like a police officer. You don't know who's in that police officer uniform, who's scared of other cultures, who's really throwing you around and stuff like that, seeing people get arrested. The funniest thing was a woman getting arrested in Florida because in Florida we got green <laughs> we got cops they were green so when i saw that green i was like oh they're definitely in florida and the crazy thing about it when she was getting arrested was this lady's getting arrested her and her daughter what about my kids she has four kids people are like this she has four kids and then the police officer goes this is black police car not my first time taking a woman with kids before ma'am we're professionals <laughs> florida cops have seen it all florida cops have seen it all i remember one time my neighbor called the police, called the police when we were in Florida. And I think she had a gator in her backyard. And the cop goes, all right, it's just a gator. Hold on, hold on. We got, you, got, we, you called the wrong person. This isn't a 911. You got to call animal control or something like that. Florida cops have seen it all. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's, you know, that's what's happening in the country right now. Uh, so Wednesday, we'll see you at the inauguration. Uh, Lady Gaga's performing. I don't know what song is appropriate for the inauguration, but... <laughs> We'll see. We'll see what's happening. Uh, so yeah. So the world. I think the world's changing. I think just leadership is changing. Uh, shout out to my dude Michael Leake. He is. A, he goes to my church now. He's a part of. Uh, he's part of Joe Biden's administration. And a public apologies to him, ladies and gentlemen. He is now, as I quote, he is now the chief diversity and inclusion director of the Biden administration, ladies and gentlemen. And I remember him at church telling me that he quit his job in the NFL where he represented the NFL to work for Joe Biden. I was like, I was in my head, I was like, man, he's going to work for Joe. I don't know if Joe can beat Donald Trump. 
Uh, but Joe did, and now my buddy is working for, uh, he's a minister at our church, he's working for the White House, so shout out to him, shout out to Michael Leach and his new uh, and his new job. We also want to say shout out to our, our homie AD, Adrian Southwell, got a promotion, she's now big balling in Hawaii, got that promotion, now she's calling the shots and slapping people. We shout out to her. Uh, other things that's going on, uh, I want to say Carla Bove, Carla Bove is a stand-up comedian, if you don't know, if you ever heard of Sam Kennison. He screams and yells a lot. He was, uh, I think Sam Kennison died in a car crash, and Carla Bove, he held him in his arms as his best friend died. Uh, he's in hospice right now. He's in hospice. He had cancer and stuff like that. And if you ever take a chance, listen to a story, Carla Bove. There's plenty of times where <sighs> being a young comic, him like coming and say hi, and like him coming into town, he couldn't get paid by check, he could only get paid by cash because child support was taking all of his money. And the crazy thing about his story was the daughter that he was raising his whole life, turns out, was never his. It was his best friend's daughter, Sam Kennison, had sex with his wife, and he was raising his best friend's daughter. And he's trying to tell child support that, but they're like, nah, because Sam Kennison's dead. Just a crazy, just a crazy uh, Caucasian triangle of love, of comedy and stuff. But he's a really good guy. If you ever have a chance, listen to his podcast with Mark. Mark Maron, that's a really good one. But our prayers up for him. Other news, our dog uh, James Harden is traded to the Rockets. Maybe you have a big sports fan base. This When we get all these emails, emails are like, talk about this, talk about this, who's this, who's this, who's this. So I'm like, maybe we're a, we have a One Tree Hill fan base, but it's like switching. They're growing with us, right? Uh, James Harden is in Brooklyn. Oh, uh, pr- oh probably because I'm in New York. It's going to be playing in Brooklyn, but right now, New York City, we're not can't go indoors anywhere but it'll be dope when the stadium finally opens up uh vaccines are out Uh, i try to make my appointment couldn't get it uh i guess the vaccines are out literally they came here and now they're completely gone in new york city so i'm gonna probably walk to the hospital and do it the old-fashioned way and say hey i'd like to make an appointment please my name is jerry (laughs) that's what we're gonna do but james harden kevin durant and kyrie irvin it's gonna be a team uh they're probably gonna trade kyrie irvin because he's i don't think he's mentally I don't think he's mentally equipped to play in New York City. New York is a tough is a tough environment to live in, let alone to be dipping on basketball games and stuff like that. But that was it. Other emails, a lot of emails still about um our dear friend Carla. And if you follow Carla, she's on uh, Books by Aloe. If you go to Books by Aloe on IG, she posts, she's posting, you know, pictures of, you know, she shaved her head and stuff like that. We're all monitoring her. We check in. And uh, you know, always checking with her, and she's fighting this. She's fighting this thing. She's she's not scared at all. She's not scared at all. You couldn't put your worries on anybody else. That's what we said last week. So Carla's doing good. Uh, she had cancer just came back, and she's ready to fight that mother effing thing. And that's where our prayers are up with her. And you're are joining our faith with her faith. You know, we can't have any doubts. So if you're doubtful, they like, don't hit her up. You know, but if you're down to support her, buy her books, buy her poetry. And support her, support her and her artwork that she's continually been making. That's our dear friend Carla. And uh, there was another thing this week. Someone wrote this today, this email, uh, about this, uh, a debate that was online. Like, who was the greatest, the greatest SNL cast member? The greatest SNL cast member. And I thought that was a fair, a fair debate. I think if you've never watched SNL, if you never watched SNL, you should... Uh, I would go, this is me, my personal one, I would say Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy is arguably the greatest cast member of SNL because the first season was amazing. The first season was good, uh, and they all turned into stars. But, like, after the first season, back in the day, Netflix had 
this ability where SNL was on Netflix. And if you click the seasons, you can go all the way back to season one. And what I did was maybe four years ago, I went all the way back to season one and watched it, watched SNL. And I got like how it was like a like a Coke filled party of all these comics and stuff like that. They were doing something. They're making sketches and stuff. But when it stopped, like when all the cast members left, like it went for a while and they it was just like no one believed in SNL anymore. And then Eddie Murphy came. And when I tell you, like, the first episode, no one knows who he is. But after, like, the second episode, it's like, it's Eddie Murphy. It was crazy. The James Brown sketch, everything else. His sketches are timeless, man. If you're talking about someone who popped. I read this article that said Eddie Murphy, his first, his last audition was in 1980-something. Last time he ever auditioned was on SNL. And if you're talking about stars for people recognizing people and everything else, I would say Eddie Murphy, then Bill Murray. Then I would go Keenan Thompson. Keenan has been Keenan's probably the most recognizable face if you're talking about sketch comedy. All or yeah, because sometimes I think some people don't know. Yeah, I would go Eddie Murphy, Bill Murray, Keenan Thompson. Keenan Thompson has been an SNL for dang near maybe I would say maybe over fifteen years. Fifteen years, Keenan Thompson. Some people say Kate McKinnon. I don't know. Her sketches really don't move me. You know, they don't really move me. I would say Maya Rudolph after SNL, her coming back, it's uh, really better like that. But Eddie Murphy definitely is going to be, and I'm an Eddie Murphy fan, so it's really not fair like that. We're going to play a clip, ladies and gentlemen. This is the best time when Eddie Murphy was on SNL. Here we go. I really get that one, though. It's stupid. We just said stuff like, I will check your hymen expeditiously. <laughs> Anyway, you know, I followed your blueprint for my entire career. Did you? Yeah, yeah, I became the biggest star in television, and then I quit. <laughs> hey, you know, I didn't know you could smoke on stage here. You can't. <laughs> I think that Eddie Murphy is just the coolest, because Eddie Murphy has no problem standing in the room with other comedians and still being himself, right? That's the Eddie Murphy. Uh, also, a lot of emails about uh, once you're here when we... <laughs> We're going to start these episodes back. I will. Someone stole my Hulu password or whoever I was stealing it from stole it from me or changed it or whatever. But we're going to get back going. I have several Hulu accounts. But right now I've been uh, I've been working on sending these pilots around uh, this company that I'm working where we're like writing sketches and stuff like that. So it's been consuming a lot of my time. But we're going to get back to it. We're going to start reviewing those. Um, shout out to Carla Bove. It's been a good week in stand up comedy. So Monday, if I'm not mistaken, Monday, did a few Zoom shows, which is fun. Uh, then Wednesday, we did Training Day, which is good. We did Training Day comedy show, and we did this. And then me and Matthew left to Weekdays comedy show, which is a show on a rooftop, which is good. And it was very good. I talk about Matthew a lot because he's like a, you know, he's like a, just freaking like one of my little brothers, man. But it was so amazing seeing comedians walk up to me and tell me how good he was. And I keep telling people all the time, I was like, look, he's been doing comedy five years. This this, this, this kid's, kid's amazing. And I was telling him, because we, we ride places and stuff, and I tell him, I said, like, look, the only person stopping you in comedy is yourself. You only get inside your whole way. And when I say that, I say that, like, my generation is completely different than his, right? He's like, I'm getting anxiety. I'm like, yo, anxiety is the same thing as nerves, man. You just got nerves. It's not anxiety. But... Like, imagine being 20 and having the world by your shoulders. Like, when I was 17, I knew what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, right? 
only difference between me and him was I was in a different state, and I was literally going through college to do with that. You know, he's literally in New York City and doing stuff like that. So when comics walk up, it's like, dude, you're not lying. I was like, dude, y'all should book him, man. Book him. He's hilarious. He's freaking funny. He knows who he is. Imagine knowing who you are. I think the more comfortable you are for yourself, the better you'll become at becoming whatever you want to become because you know who you are, right? Can't be influenced anything else. So that was a dope show weekday. Shout out my dude Nico. He had threw us on the show, which was good. Thursday was one of those days where it's like your chops, right? So my friend Mike Tui, Mike Tui is a stand-up comic. We met in Long Island 2016. I used to go to Long Island and do shows because in the city I wasn't really getting booked, but I got all this love at this comedy club, so I worked my way through there. Got up to the ranks of headline and stuff like that. Just, you know, it was like a home base. Uh, so Mike Tui said, do the Eastfield show, good. And Judy Gold, Judy Gold, stand-up comic, specials, everything else. She goes, I got to go. Can I go next? Can I go next? So she goes over, blows her time, which I understand. Big fish eat the small fish, right? Or they just don't know that this fish is doing. And Judah Freeland is from 30 Rock. He goes up and he thinks, because they tell him, you're going to go after Judy Gold. No, you're going to go after Judy Gold. Oh, so I'm closing the show out. So what happened is I got bumped. In comedy, we call these places bumps, right? If that means you're about to do a spot and a bigger comedian comes, they will bump you to another spot on the show because they have priority because of this, the weight that they've bumped, the weight that they've put in the game. So like if Chris Rock was there, everybody would be bumped because that's Chris Rock. If Dave Chappelle comes... I don't think Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock, they don't bump each other, but anyone elder than Dave Rock, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, Joe, Joe Rogan can bump people, Aziz Ansari, Hassan Minaj. Like how bigger your star is, is how more you can bump, right? So when I go back to Tampa, like if I go to a show, I'll bump somebody off the show because I need to go up now. I'm not going to wait two hours again. I put my time in, right? But when someone else comes, you get bumped. Or sometimes if you're at a show and Dave Chappelle comes on, they'll pay everybody the money. Because he'll do like two hours, but you technically bumped off the show, right? But they'll pay everyone. He'll pay everybody in your spot. So there's bumps. It's just worse to get bumped off a Zoom show because I was about to go to another show, but I had to stay hostage for like 90 minutes because I didn't know when he's going to get off. So, uh, you know, I, I, I got respect for Tui, Judah Freelander. He's killing. He's supposed to do 10 minutes. He does like 39 minutes. <laughs> 39 minutes. So I'm like, I got to leave, but I got to stay. So he's talking to me. He's like, Jared, I loved your set. I was like, I haven't even went up yet. Oh, you haven't? Oh, <laughs> well, I'll get off now. So back in the day, some people would be scared to follow somebody else like that. Like following is when a comedian goes up and you have to go after that comedian, right? But throughout my comedy career, I had to follow a lot of great comics. And you could see the, you could see uh, the advice that I say when people follow comics. When someone goes up in front of you and kill, kill, kills, your goal is to reset the room because if your energy isn't that energy, you'll be trying to do what they're trying to do for 30 minutes, and that's not who you are as a comic. So what I do is, hey, keep it going for Judah Freelander. You guys got a full Netflix half hour. Wasn't it amazing, right? And everyone's clapping, boom. My name is Jared Waters. This is what I do, boom. Bring the room back to me and do it, right? Do my 15, good. Money's good, bam. Can't complain about the money. So did that, and then Friday we did, I had three shows Friday, and what happens is it's supposed to rain in New York. So this show has set up a tent. You ever been to church and have them old, old church revival, tent revivals? We're like, God, Lord, thank you, Lord, for this revival tent. We're going to be praying all night, praying all night and binding up devils and demons that are crawling up. up. <laughs> so it was like a church revival. I, I used to do it from the South. So we church revivals in this tent. So the six o'clock show, not a lot of people show up, but I'm like, I don't care. Like, I'm out the house. Let's let's do show. So 
doing jokes I worked on, I run to my other eight o'clock show. Is at this ice cream parlor, the ice cream parlor. They close down because they don't. They don't. Their tin isn't. Their tin is not. It's like a wet. It's like it's not like a tarp type of tin. So I come back to my third show, and the tarp tin is set up, and the rain is pouring down, pouring down. But my friend, his name is Brian Chu. He's shooting this documentary about about uh, pandemic comedy, right? So I've been featuring a lot of people's documentaries. And he wanted to record. I was like, yeah, let's record. But I felt bad because he's like in like, he looks like them ESPN shooters because it's raining hard and everything else. But I'm just like, hey, if people are here, let's just keep going. You know, freaking, there's going to be 10 years from now. We talk about what was it like doing stand up in New York City. I've been in tents. I've been in parks. I've been freaking on top of a roof. That's, that's not known. I've been underneath, I forgot, we were underneath a parking garage. <laughs> Up uh, underneath the parking garage at Costco's, we freaking done it all, right? Shout out to Costco's. I just spent a lot of money there. Hopefully, this food lasts for a good two months, right? So I've been telling these comics. A lot of comics have been pressuring other comics to stay inside. Like, yo, the Corona's like, yo, wear your mask, get the vaccine, whatever, keep going. So we're doing that, and then next you know it. Um, so my friend Stefan goes up. Stefan and uh, he's single. It's funny seeing single comics uh, get groupy love afterwards. I applaud them. I applaud them for their concubinism. And uh, the show goes well. Special drop, and I can't drop his name because, you know, I had to sign a contract. But uh, that show was good. And Saturday, which is yesterday, we did a show in the park. Mike Lee. Mike Lee is a show I do. Uh, it's called uh, it's Free to Laugh. On Sundays, we do it back in Astoria Park. And I wanted to give Matthew just time to do sets. You know what I mean? Hosting could be a lot. And uh, I could host. It's not a problem. And uh, it's pretty much like training day with Mike Lee and his show. And Mike's is a funny comic, funny comic. And him and Matthew remind me so much of each other. He's just an older version of Matthew. Right? Both timid, but funny, right? Think about Mike. Is Mike's thirty-seven? He's a registered nurse, and sometimes he gets in his way a lot because he doesn't realize that you shouldn't second guess yourself. You know, sometimes you. Sometimes we get intimidated by something, uh, get intimidated by what people have accomplished, right? I've sat inside rooms with like great comedians and great people and realized they're insecure about life. I've talked to people that I've seen on TV before who really don't like themselves. And I was like, how can you dictate what I, my, how can you dictate my reactions if you don't even like the person that you see in the mirror? Right? The more confident you are in yourself, the more in tune you are with God, the more in tune you are with you as a person, you shouldn't be scared to walk in any room or anything. You should belong anywhere, right? I remember I'm sitting there with these billionaires, right? Everyone's everyone's definitely 48, I would say $100 million. We're sitting in this room, this show I did at this business table. And we were all talking, right? We are all talking shop. And this lady who was in the room, she was intimidated. She started acting just embarrassing people. Like, Do I need to take my shoes off? Oh, my gosh. I take my shoes Oh, look at this nice painting here. Ooh. Basquiat paintings and stuff like that, but I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm not. I've li I've been in castles before. Like, I'm not intimidated by what you've accomplished in life. Congratulations, right? What I've accomplished is something that you've never accomplished, and that's nothing. That's not competitive. It's just like you belong. You worked hard. Like I think sports has prepared people. Like if you work so hard, I remember East Carolina where they had to walk on. Right? They do these things for walk ons where you can't even touch this other field until you've proven that you are physically and mentally ready to touch this field, right? So the first five days, there's like maybe 200 people trying out for the football team, and by the end of the fourth day, there's only 40 people left. Kid you not, people quitting within 10 minutes. You can't handle it? Get the freak off the field. Get out, people. Passing out, phone. And the whole thing is just staying. 
just pushing through and staying. And then when you get there, you're like, oh, I belong here, right? I belong. I belong on this field now. So, like, throughout life, whatever you've accomplished, you should be, if you're a pilot, you know, you shouldn't be embarrassed because you're a pilot. You've accomplished something in your field, and the pilot can sit down with a doctor. A doctor can sit down with a teacher. A teacher can sit down with a freaking astrophysicist or whatever because you are comfortable with who you are, right? So I'm at this billionaire's place, and they're talking about, like, rich stuff, and I'm they're talking about stuff that I've done that they haven't done. We would literally love to go to Havana. Havana is such a marvelous place. And, you know, because of what's going on, I don't know if I can go to Havana. I said, oh, that's crazy. I just went to Havana. Really? Oh, what? Jared, you did? Yes, I did. Yeah, I went to Havana. It was amazing. Yeah, we went to Fidel's house and everything. Oh, my God. Where else have you been? Uh, I spent a lot of time in Europe and Tokyo. Actually, we went to, I forgot, where was it? Like Merida. Wait, wait, Merida? Yeah, we saw the Pocatok. The Pocatok. Oh, and it's just like, oh, wow. And it was like, we got more in common than what we don't. All right, just because I'm not a billionaire doesn't mean we can't talk about life. We've both experienced life, probably different circumstances. So what I tell Mike is sometimes I'm just like, look, just because a comic has credits doesn't mean you you have to like it just doesn't mean they can tell you what to do right you can't ask can't ask someone to justify you if they're not justify themselves and i told him i said look kareem green one of the greatest comedians in new york city just did a show for two people in a park and made two people stay and then more people came because of that so once you get that timidness out the way and that that fear a little bit of just like you're self-conscious a little bit like it you people feel that on stage right People feel it when you're like walk on stage and you're not confident with a joke. And they're like, he's funny, but something's holding them back. But now they're like getting better. It's like watching this. It's like dope watching, seeing them grow as like people and stuff like that. So shout out to Mike Lee. He's he's growing. Matthew, those are like, it's training day. <laughs> I feel like a dad a little bit. They're not, you know, my peers, you know, but I'm proud that they're like growing so much in this pandemic. This pandemic has exposed a lot of people to like, they embrace who you are and just like the faster you are because you're trying to get people's attention in the park and you got to be fast and you got to get people to stay. People are walking by and they're walking by and they stop. They're like, oh, we should stop because people are funny. So, yeah, that was a uh, Saturday and today is Sunday. Shout out to our dear Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm about to do some Zoom church, Zoom church. And after that, I'm going to I'm shooting a sketch. Me and Jared Schwartz are doing a sketch. We've been working on this sketch. I forgot what company it's for, but we're shooting this pilot sketch that we're shooting there. We're going to send there. So if you like it, let me know. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, oh, Freak Holy F. What did I tell you? I told you my boy GWO to the DIE, Garrett McCall, would remix this. So you guys probably heard The Earth is Ghetto, right? The Earth the earth is Ghetto. Earth is Ghetto. Right? So my boy Garrett, I hit him up, and I told him, I was like, dude, I need you to remix his songs, and he does. So this is the original. The original is this, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Beat me up. I'm out on the streets, all the corner store. You know the one on 15th. I got a bright shirt on. So my boy Garrett, I hit him up, and this is Garrett's remix here. Rolling Doja. Okay. Okay. Where the money reside. 
Yo, Garrett McCall. Garrett McCall. I got. We talk about him all the time on the podcast. One of our sky producers on the podcast. Uh, and I hit him up, and actually, you know, he sent this fire. And the crazy thing is, he sent like a beat, and I was like, "Oh, I'm about to post." It. And he goes, "That's not even the, the, the finalized beat." I'm like, "What? Well, whose beat is this?" He goes, "He goes, this is just a rough draft." So he just did it. And shout out to, um, uh, Nikki Ali, uh, Ali. Her name is Aliyah. Nikki Ali, and she po- she posted his. So yeah, shout out to his, uh, what we're gonna do is at the, when we drop this podcast, we're gonna drop the Earth is Ghetto. We're gonna drop the. <laughs> All right, we're about to end this podcast, but we're going to let Garrett's beat ride out, right? The earth is ghetto, so you can freestyle to it. And, you know, I used to freestyle, but I'm definitely not as good as what I used to be. Uh, but you just got to practice. I tried to write some raps the other day, and I was embarrassed because I just write jokes all the time. But you know what? Maybe I can. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is the podcast. One man, one tree, and a hill. Love somebody. And if you don't love somebody, hug somebody. And if you know somebody that used to know somebody that used to know somebody that used to love somebody, make sure you tell that somebody that you love somebody because love is what we all need, ladies and gentlemen. Reach out, hug, like somebody's pictures. And you don't got to subscribe to this podcast because you already do. Uh, I'm your mama's favorite comedian, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot. That's right. I should have just ended it with love somebody that's what let's try that again all right ladies and gentlemen this is the podcast one man one tree in a hill try to love somebody try to support somebody and there's someone that you're thinking about that you haven't reached out into a long time say hello to that person because maybe they want to say hello too all right g double take us out earth is ghetto Podcast, one man, one tree in a hill. Say what up to the people. This is when I see black excellence, man. It's Dave Chappelle, Michael Che, Lauren Michaels, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, all sitting at the table. I said, yo, Eddie, Mr. Murphy, I, said, I just want to say, man, you the GOAT, man. 
and you're the coldest nigga that ever walked the face of the earth. You gotta break that thing over. She wants it private, but y'all not even together right now. So we haven't spoken about anything but the cat for at two least months. two months. And then I said, and I said, uh-uh, and I'm be the next Jamar Neighbors. And then she was up like, I know that's right. <laughs> gentlemen thank you for listening to the podcast my name is jerry waters and i'll catch you next time like subscribe rate the podcast have a wonderful night wonderful day whatever you're listening to i'll see you soon